The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Here they come! What the hell are you two doing? The revolution with Jim and Trav is what America is screaming for. Ah! Oh yeah! You are a part of it. One's as bad as the other. Rev it up, baby! You are the reason the outdoors is rising. Go! It's go time! And together, we're taking it mainstream. I don't believe you're seriously considering listening to these men. Welcome to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here they are. I'm going to make them an offer again with you. You know what they say. What's that? Dean Capuano, he's going to offer you a hunt you can't refuse. <laughs> you don't come to Las Vegas and talk to a man like Mo Green like that. How can you talk like Dean Capuano and not think mobster? I think of Luca Brazzi. Luca Brazzi. He's, he's going to go with me. He sleeps with the fishes. He's with the salmon run is what he is. All right, so we're talking fall quests on this week's show. And yes, we do have... The outdoor gangster himself, Mr. Who? Dean Capuano with Swarovski. Yes, Swarovski Optic Quest. That's Outdoor Channel Sundays, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Plus, we're going to have Big Mike Stroff. Yeah, he has. he's the host of Savage Outdoors on Sportsman Channel, Tuesdays at 9.30, and he's got another show. Yeah, the one. That's Thursdays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That's Outdoor Channel. He likes to arm wrestle uh, bears. And yeah. Pinky promises mountain lions. Yeah, and, and Cat Daddy. Yeah, and Cat Daddy. Cat Daddy is coming up last in the show. Uh, you always, but he's first in our hearts. You always save the 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 worst for last. <laughs> no, so this is going to be a great show as we talk fall quest. Let's get to though. Uh, Dean Capuano with Swarovski. Jimbo already forgot. Yes. <laughs> The revolution with Jim and Travis on with Fall Quest this week. Get started, huh? Now launching into a two-parter with Dean Capuano, host of Swarovski Optic Quest on Outdoor Channel, Sundays 11.30 a.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. This is part one. Hey, Mambo! Mambo Italiano! Hey, Dean Capuano! <laughs> All right, so we got Big Dean on the show. Uh, yes, he is the host of Swarovski Optic Quest. Jimbo loves that show. Also, I do. Yeah, people didn't know he's an NHL great. He is the Wayne Gretzky of the woods. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dean, you actually went pretty far as a hockey player, didn't you, buddy? Yeah, for sure. That was, you know, seems like a long time ago now. But, uh, yeah, I grew up in a really big hockey family. We all played and got a cousin who's still a coach in the NHL. So we're... Uh, we love it. We still love the sport. I watch it as much as I can. I don't play it as much anymore. My, you know, I get out there and my head says, yeah, you can do it. And my body and my knees and everything else says, yeah, I don't think so. Not at this point. Now, you sustained some injuries, didn't you? Yeah, that was the reason I had to stop playing. Actually, I fractured my L5 uh, vertebrae in my lower back. So, Whoa. Um, Yep. So now I spend my days making sure my back doesn't bother me so I can get out and do some elk hunting. That's the biggest thing now. Yeah, he wants to take it safe and chase Sitka deer all over Alaska. <laughs> I mean, way to play it safe, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. Well, I appreciate you guys having me. Always always fun coming to talk to you guys, that's for sure. Yeah. Now, we got to get it. We love having you on. You, you go on some of the 
coolest adventures ever. You're just a fun guy. Let's talk about Sitka Blacktails. Okay, where did you hunt him at? You know, I, I've hunted him in a couple places, and i got to say, I mean, Sitka Blacktail has become one of my favorite animals to hunt. I mean, I grew up a whitetail hunter in the Northeast, so I always loved deer hunting. But going up to Alaska, basically, you know, I've hunted them on Kodiak, and I've hunted them on the ABC Islands, which is down south a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, very different hunts, but just so so challenging. And, and these deer up there, they live in places, especially, you know, on those southern islands, those ABC Islands, uh, which is really considered rainforest. It's just an awesome hunt to be in those huge trees and huge forests and see these little deer just walking around and... <laughs> They're so challenging to chase, and, you know, never mind the Alaskan weather and all the other stuff that goes along with an Alaskan hunting trip, but it's just, it's awesome. And being on Kodiak, too, we did it a couple of years ago now, um, and we're doing it this year again. It's just a great place. I mean, you got the bears there, and, you know, you're competing with the bears pretty much, and uh, it's just a great place to hunt. The, the deer populations on Kodiak are just awesome. Yeah, now the hunting seasons for uh, Sitka generally starts with like the pre-rut, so mid to late August, and it runs through, you know, like November and all the way up through post-rut in December. When are you heading up uh, this year to chase them again? Yeah, I've I've never been up on that early hunt. I always say I'm going to do it and just get tied up with other things. So we typically go on, you know, those first 10 days in November when they're rutting and you know, you battle the weather, you battle the snow and the rain and everything up there, but the deer are moving really good, and, you know, that's when the big bucks show up. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And, and, and Alaska is great. I tell everybody, if you know, the pictures don't do justice to Alaska. If you have the chance to go once in your lifetime, it's such a special place. And, you know, to be able to hunt those kind of deer in those kind of locations, it's awesome. Yeah, I think it was it last year, Chuck Adams, obviously bow hunter, uh, set yep. the uh, new world record with a bow. It's like 109 and 7 eighths or something like that I, in velvet. And, uh, yeah. I mean, pretty impressive. I think it was last year he did that, but that's pretty yeah, cool. I think it was. It was either last year or the year before I remember reading it. Chuck's a great guy. Oh, yeah. Forever. He's such a good hunter. And, you know, that's what it takes up there. I mean, it's, they're not easy animals. It's, it's the terrain and getting in and around um, the bears and everything else that goes on. So, and, you know, kudos to Chuck to shoot a deer like that with a bow up there. Oh, yeah. Now, the thing is, uh, when you're when you're Sitka hunting or hunting at all in Alaska, and you've made several trips up there, it's either straight up or straight down, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's. I've learned over the years in Alaska what I typically like to do. And I we, we did it on Kodiak, and it worked out great. We don't, you know, you get dropped off by the boats in the morning and and the first thing we do is we just climb you know we we get up top and we hunt our way down and that just seems to work out better for those types of hunts where you know you can get above tree line you can see a little bit better you know you're not battling the the alders the thick alders that are down below where the bears live and you know it seems to work out better you just get up high just just resign yourself to the fact that the first hour or two you're going to be climbing and and then you kind of hunt your way down, and, and it's worked really well. And, and I do that with a lot of the hunts, right? I mean, I, yeah, I've learned even as a sheep hunter, that's the best thing to do. Get up high and get where the sheep live. Yeah. Now, once again, Dean Cafuano, the host of Swarovski Optic Quest Outdoor Channel Sundays, 1130 a.m. Eastern Time. All new season. Have to watch it. Now, you're not up in Alaska in November in the rain and snow with a pocket full of diamonds, okay? <laughs> you're out there with optics. I mean— 
Is there That's really like diamonds. is there really a better proving ground testing facility than Alaska itself? I mean, you're going to encounter, I mean, frigid temps. It's wet all the damn time. Rough, rocky terrain. I mean, that is really ulti- like the ultimate place to test your optics, right? A hundred percent. And, you know, I kind of laugh in some of our sales and marketing meetings that we have. Everyone, you know, walks around with like they're walking on, you know, eggshells with their eyes. Op- taking care of them and I'm just thinking boy in two weeks I'm going to be in Alaska and I am going to beat the living daylights out of this product and, you know that for that that for me over the years it's it's you know at first when I first started working with the company I was the same guy right I, I, I was a little scared walking around with you know my optics I didn't want to break them I didn't want to have to pay for them but you know over the years I've just kind of I take it upon myself to just let's put these things through the ringer let's make sure that all of these consumers that we're talking to are as impressed with, with the product as we are. And, and not only for the way it performs, but the way it, it, it's durable and it lasts. And, you know, because we're hunters, right? In and out of vehicles, in and out of backpacks, on and off planes, horses, ATVs. I mean, you name it, you can go through the list of all the kinds of hunts. And one thing's for sure, most people, just really tough on their gear. And we want to make sure the product is, as good as it is good optically, it's just as tough and can handle all weather situations. Yeah, now, you know, not to tease new products, but we're going to. You guys do have new things coming out September, correct? Yeah, we've got, um, it, actually, the last two or three years has been really busy for us. You know, the new NL Pure Binocular came out a couple of years ago, and that thing is just, you know, going gangbusters. Same with the um, EL range, the new EL range that we did, and, and we're continuing that. We've got some awesome products, you know, really between September uh, of this year and the spring of next year. We've, we've got new products coming every couple of months and it's really exciting product. And even me sitting there in my position, I often say like, how can we make this product even better? And somehow Austria figures out a way. And, and that's, that is what is great about this company is this, we keep pushing the envelope and, you know, sometimes I sit and I say, there's no way these can get better. And, and the new unit comes, a new product comes, and it's that much better. So um, I think one thing we've gotten really good the last couple of years is really listening to the consumer. You know, hunting's changed. I mean, COVID changed a lot of things, too, the way people are hunting, where they're going hunting. So the, the optic needs are changing. And when you get into rifle scopes, it's, you know, these rifles have improved so much in the ammunition and, and everything around it that, you know, the demand for more, even more precise rifle scopes is, is just crazy. So, um, you know, but we're doing our best to keep up the Joneses, so to speak. <laughs> you bet. Hey, uh, we've got to take a break. Can you stick around, Dean? Absolutely. Hey, Long great. You'll have me. <laughs> All right. Hey, we're talking with Dean Capiano. He's the host of Swarovski Optic Quest on Outdoor Channel, Sundays at 1130 Eastern Time. And this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, My Outdoor TV. Also, make sure you pick up uh, previous seasons and episodes of uh, Swarovski Optic Quest on My Outdoor TV. Uh, before we get to a break, though, Mr. Dean, to learn more about you, upcoming episodes, obviously, uh, your fantastic optics, man. Where can we find you online? Yeah, best place to go is our website. It's www.swarovskioptic.com. We've got a lot of information up there. And then even our social media channels, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, Swarovski Optic, underscore hunting. Yeah, we put a lot of information up there. And certainly, 
all over the Outdoor Channel website and things like that. As the, as the show starts to get more, there'll be more information. You bet. Hey, more Dean Capuano right after this. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, it's Dean Capuano. Come listen to a story about some boys I know. They hunt and fish a lot and have a funny show. They love this great land, happy to be free. Give it up for Trav and Papa Jim B. Don't move. The revolution with Jim and Trav will return right after these important messages. This is not just any season. This is the ultimate season. Make it your best ever with the latest and greatest gear, videos, tips, product reviews, and more at ultimateseason.com. You'll find the ultimate gear for the ultimate year. Go to ultimateseason.com and make it happen. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Trev is back with Fall Quests. Now let's get back to Dean Capuano, host of Swarovski Optic Quests on Outdoor Channel, Sundays 1130 a.m. Eastern, presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Here's part two. Hey, we're back. We're talking fall quests in this week's show. And uh, before the break, we had Dean Capuano on. He's with Swarovski's Optic Quest TV show on Outdoor Channel Sundays at 1130. Now, Dean doesn't really go by a lot of knowledge when it comes to hunting. He goes by luck, and he always takes his leprechaun with him, and that is Ron Spomer. He can fold him up and put him in his backpack. You went on a hunt with Ron, and you were kind of, he is a leprechaun, Ron, okay? (laughs) Um, But his spryness kind of took you by surprise, didn't it? You know, it's one of those things. I have known Mr. Stormer since probably day one in this industry for me. It was 25-plus years ago. and He's one of those guys, when I first got to meet him, I was was a little bit intimidated just in the fact I hadn't grown up reading Ron's former articles and now here I am on a hunt with him and, and uh, talking optics and talking guns and all this stuff so and you know that's one of the things you learn very quickly about Mr. Spomer he made everybody feel comfortable and we developed a great relationship over the you know last 25 years but there's one hunt in particular and I know the one you're referencing we had gone on a sheep hunt and um, you know for anyone who's ever been on a sheep hunt you need to be in your top physical condition both physically and mentally. It's a tough hunt. And that's one of the things about Mr. Spoman. He's not the youngest youngest in the bunch, right? He's a little bit older, and but boy, is he in shape, and is he in shape for the mountains. It was one of those days, it was about day eight of our sheep hunt, and Spomer had already tagged out. And, you know, it was just a tough hunt for me. I mean, I went into that hunt, I think I was 210 pounds, and I came out, I was 188 pounds. Oh, wow. It was not the way I would suggest losing, you know, 20, 25 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Working really hard. So about day eight, Spoma says, hey, Dean, why don't I come with you on your hunt today and I'll take some photos. And so we start to do this first climb and, you know, Ron's got his camera with him and he kind of trots up ahead of me. We're going up kind of the shale hillside and, you know, Ron's ahead of me and he, he's running up ahead of me taking pictures and then he'll run behind me, take pictures and then run, run up ahead of me. 
And about the eighth time I looked at him, and, you know, I'm not going to repeat the words I decided to use <laughs> that day on this channel, but I can tell you this, I didn't hold anything back. But that's one of the special things about Ron is, you know, I, I kind of smiled after I said it, and he just laughed. He's like, well, you just try and keep up with me and just kept walking up the hill. And, you know, it's, it's so Ron when it comes to that kind of stuff. But the, the biggest thing is how in shape that man is. If he's a hunter. And he's one of those guys, he's so knowledgeable about everything, whether it's guns, ammunition, and optics, or whatever the case is. But the nice thing is you get him out on the hill, and he is a hunter. There's no question. I know a lot of guys that, you know, know a lot about product, and, and they're gear guys, but you get them out on the hill, and they're not going to make it past the first afternoon. And Ron is not one of those guys. He will walk you into the ground. That's why I love being on hunts with him. He kind of pushes you to to be at your best, and I, I feel a certain kind of um, obligation to really be in good shape. I mean, most of the time when we're filming, people don't realize they think you just show up, turn the cameras on, and get a great show. Oh, yeah. We're going from sun up to sundown, you know, seven, eight days straight. So it's do some yoga and things like that to uh, really make sure I'm stretched out. But hopefully going into the season, you've got to be prepared. I mean, making Tarowski Optic Quest, it takes uh, – Certainly some wear and tear for sure. He does the downward facing spomer. <laughs> <laughs> now, you um you know, speaking of good luck, okay, I, I'm gonna say your adventure is elk hunting, New Mexico. Now, what reservation is that? It's the Apache reservation, is it uh White Apache? Uh, yeah, so how the Apaches were on the on the Mescalero. Mescalero, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah now I mean that is like to get a tag there. You have, like, good a chance of just winning the damn lottery. That's tough to do. Yeah. I, I was pretty fortunate to get in with those guys a few years ago. Um, and it's one of those things. I talk with my producer who produces Sub 7 out of Georgia who produces oh, yeah. um, Swarovski Optic Quest. We, Mark Womack, we talk every year. And we're like, all right, should we go do a different elk hunt? And, and that conversation always comes back to the same places. We are not going to find a better elk hunt than Mescalero. It's yeah. just not going to happen for the, you know, I would say you're not going to kill a 400 inch bull there, um, compared to some of the places in Utah and things like that. But the amount of screaming bulls that we get coming in and the amount of activity and, you know, you're going to have a really good chance at a 370, you know, 370, 380 type bull. It's just, it's an awesome place. And it's, it's something that I look forward to every single year. And it's one of the reasons why I get so in shape. For that hunt, that's usually my first hunt of the season. I don't want to miss a moment of that hunt, you know, being out of breath or, or having an injury or whatever. So I go into that hunt as in good a shape as I can just because it's so enjoyable. I don't want to miss a minute of it. Yeah. Now, once again, Dean Cafuano, the host of Swarovski Optic Quest Outdoor Channel Sundays, 1130 a.m. Eastern Time. Kind of walk us through this season what we're going to see on Outdoor Channel. Yeah, we, you know, I mean, we're in a nice spot. We we had some issues, you know, during COVID, trying to get as many shows as we particularly like just because travel got so tough. And mm -hmm. even really into the last six months, some of the international stuff hasn't hasn't really opened up. But we're able to get back in now. You know, we'll, we'll throw in the Mescalero hunts. That's such an exciting show to do. We've got several whitetails. Um, we do some stuff in Texas with the exotics because that's such a popular hunt right now, the Audads and... And the Axis deer, um, we're going over to Hawaii. Um, Hawaii, the last, and certainly since COVID, the last couple of years has become such a popular destination for Axis deer on, on Maui or Lanai, one of the islands over there. So we'll do that. And 
we just try to take people on a little bit of a journey. You know, I mean, we don't have, it's not ego driven. We just try to show them some of the culture, show them the hunting. We certainly put the whole field to table message in there because that is a big message with me as far as, you know, eating what you harvest and, and not wasting it. I think that argument for us as hunters is something that we need to tell more of. And that whole field to table thing really resonates um, with a lot of folks. So we're putting a lot of emphasis on that. And, and hey, I love to eat it. So it, it, it's <laughs> yeah. easy to do. You bet. Hey, we got to leave you right there. And, of course, Hawaii is not a bad place to leave you. We've been talking with <laughs> Dean Capuano. He's the host of Swarovski's Optic Quest on Outdoor Channels, Sunday at 1130 Eastern Time. And this has been presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. Watch Swarovski Optic Quest on My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Again, Mr. Dean, all things Dean, all things Swarovski, all things Swarovski Optic Quest, everything you got or going leprechauns. on. Or leprechauns, Ron Stormy. You, you, yeah, you guys also have an awesome podcast, you and Ron. Where can we find you guys online? Yep, as far as the podcast, I mean, we've got it up on our website, and then all the yeah, Apple, Spotify, all that. It's Rocky Optic Behind the Glass. And, yeah, we just started a couple weeks ago, so hopefully we're going to continue with that and just, you know, kind of give people insight to, to the brand and, and not so much just optics, like oh, what's going on in the industry, topics that everybody talks about, and just some interesting things. So, um Tune in and, and hopefully, uh, you know, that'll work out really good. Will you teach us the secret handshake? D- do you guys have Swarovski? I mean, we need to make sure of that first. <laughs> yes. We also have a signed picture of uh, Ron Spomer. All right, coming up oh, next. That'll, do, that'll, get you, that'll get you arrested. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we have Mike Stroff, the host of Savage Outdoors at Sportsman Channel, Tuesdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Mr. Dean, God bless you. We love you, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Stick around. The Revolution with Jim and Trav will continue right after these messages. The ultimate season deserves the ultimate sweepstakes. Enter now for a chance to win one of our big weekly prize pack drawings, including a My Outdoor TV gift card. You'll automatically be entered in our grand prize drawing, an all-expense-paid trip for two to see country stars Locash in concert. Just another sweepstakes? No way. You have to experience. It's adrenaline rush. It's the ultimate season sweepstakes. Enter now. GameandFishMag.com slash ultimate sweeps. Sprinkle the best of Western flavors by ordering from High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. We're back. The revolution with Jim and Trav's fall quests. Now, here's another two-part interview with Mike Stroff, host of Savage Outdoors on Sportsman Channel. Tuesdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and The One, Thursdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. Hey, we're back. We're talking fall quests in this week's show. Before the break, we had Dean Capuano, host of Swarovski's Optic Quest on Outdoor Channel, Saturdays at 11.30 Eastern Time. Now we're into the main stage. That was just a warm-up act. That's now we it. got Mike Stroff. He is the host of Savage Outdoors on Sportsman Channel. That is Tuesdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, plus the one Thursdays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Big Mike, how's it going, buddy? Good, guys. How are you? Good, good. Now, you're down there in Texas, and you're in that big buck country, but... You really deal in big bucks, don't you? That's kind of, yeah, that's what we try to specialize in anyway. You know, on top of the television shows, we do some outfitting, too. You know, we outfit here in Texas, uh, Illinois, and Iowa, uh, trying to key in on areas with 
the biggest bucks we can you know get our hands on. Yeah. Now, is that pretty difficult? Because I being an outfitter in general, it, that's a very tough business. But when you manage the the size of acreage you do, and you outfit in so many different states, I mean that has to be a, that, a lot of balls to juggle there. Oh, no doubt about it. And, you know, we're always on the road, too, between filming and, you know, for the TV shows and then trying to manage these different properties. And, um, you know, one of the, the, you know, we've got a tight knit group of guys that work with me that we run all this with. And so, you know, we're just bouncing back and forth from all the different properties. Um, it's definitely, uh, we've got a couple irons in the fire. Yeah. Now, going back to Texas, where you are, Uvalde, you know, you manage about 35,000 acres. And down there, you really have to have that kind of acreage, uh, especially with the terrible drought that we've had this year, lack of water, high temperatures. Has it affected the animals or with the habitat projects you guys have done, things you have implemented? Is it helping them sustain or are these more or less effects that you're going to see and the animals will feel years down the road? What say you? Yeah, so this year is tough. It's dry down here. We're actually supposed to get rain today, so everybody in Juvalde's doing rain dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the one thing that's, that's been, that we do uh, see on dry years down here is that actually the bucks tend, as far as antler growth and antler size, tend not to suffer as much because of the supplemental feed. They're not out eating all the other stuff because it's not available during these droughts. They're actually in our protein feeders and supplemental, supplemental feed a lot more and actually we'll see some bigger bucks. So a lot of times on a drought year, uh, they'll, they'll max out. You know, they'll grow everything they can grow because their diet is more controlled by us, if that makes sense. Um, on those years where they got all the other stuff to go eat that they actually would rather eat, it's not necessarily, uh, you know, maxing out their potential a lot of times. So from a buck standpoint, we're sitting really good. Deer look great. Um, the one thing I have noticed this year, we did some helicopter surveys uh, in the last week or so on some of the ranches, getting everything ready to get our tags submitted, your tag information submitted to the state and all that for our season, is the fawn crops a little bit lower than usual. Mm. And that is because of this long run of triple-digit weather we've had. I mean, it's just been, I mean, 60-plus days of 100-degree weather, and that is really tough when that happens when the fawns are being born. So you will have some death loss there. And I do think we've, we have we did have a little bit of that this year, and there's just nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Um, you know, literally, if, they, if mama don't hide them in the right spot, yeah. you know, where they can stay cool enough, they just... You know, it just it cooks them. Um, they just they struggle with it that first couple of weeks they're alive if it's that hot for that long a period. And even when it doesn't cool down at night, you know, it's just it's just hard on them. So yeah. I have seen that, but long term effects will we'll be fine. Numbers good. Uh, when we have a fawn crop like this, we typically just back off on the doe kill and catch right back up next year. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the number of deer that we do have the luxury of having down here, we can we can fix it pretty quick. Yeah. Now you know we're we're so used to seeing you on the one again. That's Thursdays, ten thirty p.m. Eastern Time Outdoor Channel and Savage Outdoors uh, Sportsman Channel. Tuesdays, nine thirty p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, but you have SOE Hunts, which is Southern Outdoor Experience, and that's what we're talking about. Where you manage these massive expanse you know, tracks. tracks of land. Uh, you know, it's like thirty five thousand acres there in Texas. South Dakota, you guys manage like 30,000 acres. Iowa, 3,500 acres. Uh, in Illinois, that's the, the the Grigsby Farm, which is so cool. Um, that is a lot. And it, when someone books a hunt with you guys, we can go through your website. Can we pick 
the place we want to go? Or do we say, hey, this is what we're looking for in Yay, and this is where you guys kind of like, well, maybe we should focus in Iowa. Maybe we should focus in Texas. Maybe we should be in Illinois. Do you guys help or do we kind of pick where we want to go? We do it both ways. I mean, I have guys that definitely call and they're like, hey, I've always wanted to do a South Texas whitetail hunt. And that's what I want to do or Illinois, Iowa, whatever it may be. And of course, we'll do our best to accommodate based on what we've got availability on. Um, you know, some guys will call me and go, here's what I'm trying to accomplish. What do you think would be best? And I do answer that question a lot too. So really it just depends on what you're trying to do. Um, there's a lot of guys that don't, uh, like the South Texas hunt. You know, they don't, they, they especially your Midwest diehard guys, like, I don't want to hunt at a feeder. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times we'll be over food and water here. So, you know, you want to be in the Midwest on your pretty group you know, clover patch or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it just depends on the, what the guy's looking to do. Some guys are hardcore Midwest bow hunters and that's what they want to do. And then other guys are like, man, I just want to kill a big buck, never killed one, never seen one. And what, where's the best place for me to have the highest odds to do that? You know, I'll line them up the best I can. The neat thing about the Texas hunts is just the success rate is so high yeah. um, on these places that we manage that, you know, it's just, it creates a whole different opportunity rate than those Midwest hunts because you're never going to have the success rate there that you have down here. Yeah. Uh, in hunting in Texas, you know, I found that, you know, you can be in places where the, the shots are 65, 70 yards. Or it could be 300, 350 yards, depending on where you're hunting. And uh, what do you think is the perfect uh, round to be able to, you know, hunt not only in Texas and long distance shots, but, uh, you know, you're going later on this week up to Alaska and British Columbia. What caliber are you taking? I think I can pick a number. What's that? It might have a couple zeros in it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so I am a, 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 a... it depends on what I'm doing, but for these bigger, big game hunts where we might be a bear country or we're killing moose or something like that, I'm uh, kind of a 300 win mag guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> I like I like to stop them. There's no such thing as overgunned. Um, you know, if I have a bear who wants to eat me, I want to eat him. So uh, I don't want I don't want him to get me. Uh, but the uh, you know that that platform or that round, you have a lot of options at bullet weight. So depending on what you're hunting, you can change that bullet weight up and, and make it work. And, you know, you got, you've got the long range capability if you need it with that round as well. Um, if we're doing deer stuff though, I am a 6.5 Creedmoor guy. Oh, really? Um, yeah. If I'm shooting whitetails, antelope, mule deer, any deer size critters, um, I'm, I'm a big fan of the 6.5 Creedmoor. Always have been. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, you've got that great ballistic coefficient, shoots great long range, uh, got plenty of power for the deer size animals. And, uh, you know, there is absolutely zero recoil on it. Yeah. Now, you've been working with uh, uh, a 300 from Savage. It's still under wraps. And you have that top with uh, Bushnell Elite Tactical Scope, correct? I do. Yeah. Is that what you're taking up there to Alaska and stuff? It is. I was actually up at the Savage factory a month and a half ago, and they let me uh, get to build two rifles, my own two new models that Ooh. they're coming out with. Wow. So I got to do it. It was pretty cool. We filmed all that, and those are the guns I'm taking on these trips. Wow. All right. Hey, well, we got to get to a break. Can you stick around for a second part? Yes, sir. Good deal. Hey, uh, we're talking with Mike Stroff. He's the host of Savage Outdoors on Sportsman's Channel, Tuesdays at 930 Eastern Time. And when we come back from the break, part two with Mike Stroff. That's right. And also make sure you watch The One, Thursdays, 1030 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel, and this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Hop on My Outdoor TV if you don't have the app. Uh, we highly recommend you get it. Just search uh, Mike Stroff. A lot of good stuff's going to come up. Part two. Mike Stroff, right after this. 
The Revolution with Jim and Travis on the air coast to coast. Although getting in touch with the boys via fax machine, pager, or telegram seems like a good idea, by logging on to JimandTrav.com, it puts you right inside their house. Wow, there's a lot of Tommy Bahama shirts in here. So log on to JimandTrav.com now and stay tuned. The Revolution will be right back. There's a lot of big bass in this lake. The Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit, presented by Fuel Me, is back in action. A full bass limit! They're here. I know they're here. We've got to make this happen. The country's top bass fisheries. Gotcha. The world's best anglers. We're swinging for the fences for this one. The race for the title is on. Major League Fishing's Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit, Sundays at 2 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel. Want to get your kids involved after the hunt? Try our new hot dog making kit that they are sure to love. High Mountain Seasonings is your one-stop shop for everything delicious. Visit us online at HIMTNJerky.com. That's HIMTNJerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Trav is back. Don't forget, you can always drop us some feedback and help make the show better at JimandTrav.com. Now, let's rejoin the boys and Mike Stroff, host of Savage Outdoors on Sportsman Channel, Tuesdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and The One, Thursdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. This is part two. Hey, we are back. We're talking Fall Quest on this week's show. And our guest before the break is the same one after the break. It's Mike Stroff. He's the host of Savage Outdoors on Sportsman Channel, Tuesdays at 9.30 Eastern Time. Plus, you got to hop on Outdoor Channel to watch The One, Thursdays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, you know, going back to Alaska, you have spent... I want uh, to. An awful lot of time there, Mr. Mike. But you also did a, a family vacation. Was it this year? You you took the family up, did some uh, fishing and stuff? We did. My wife and I have gone up there. She's come up and joined me on the back end of some of the filming trips I've done over the years. and She loves it up there. We'd never taken the kids, so they're old enough now to go do it. And we went on a family fishing trip up there, caught a absolute truckload of salmon, literally. Uh, and uh, brought all kinds of fresh fish back, had a heck of an experience. Now, you're known for your, you know, great hunting and obviously whitetail hunting and elk hunting and mule deer hunting and everything else. Uh, But some of my favorite hunts to watch and hear you tell the stories are your bear hunts. When it comes, you know, you've been on some amazing bear hunts. When it comes to hunting, let's say, big game, okay, and let's put that in, you know, bears dangerous. Let's say, you know, you got moose and stuff. What is your favorite big game animal to pursue? Elk or moose, probably. Really? Uh, bear would be next. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's just something about being able to call the animal and make them come to you that uh, it's hard to beat that experience. So, you know, a bugle and elk going crazy or even a bull moose, you know, answering the call and rolling his eyes back in his head, coming in, walking sideways, you know, it's that's pretty hard to beat. The bear hunts are kind of a roller coaster. You glass like forever and ever and ever, days and days on end, looking, you know, if you're in a good area where bears should, you know, eventually travel through, and you may not see anything for days, and then all of a sudden you see one and it's on right now. You know, yeah, you've got yeah. you got to make this happen right now because this is the only chance you're going to get. Where, you know, when the elk or bugler or the, you know, the moose are in rut, there's a lot uh, more action, I guess. Yeah. Well, it seems like on elk hunting, you know, you mentioned about glassing a lot. Uh, the fact of the matter is when you're out there, you really have to have good glass. And, uh, you know, oftentimes people will carry binoculars and their rifle scope. But, you know, you could use that Bushnell anytime. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, for sure. Yeah, you got to have good optics. Uh, you know, in today's world, you you know, you, in your binoculars, you can have that built-in rangefinder, uh, and you don't it eliminates one thing you got to carry. And uh, you know, just being able to look them over good. And, and again, those hunts, you know, elk, moose, you know, mule deer, you know, brown bear, whatever you're doing, you're you're picking that terrain apart, trying to find that animal in, in the distance, and you know, having good optics sure makes that a lot easier. Yeah. Now, you know, obviously, we don't know your itinerary uh, for you know latter part of this summer and this fall and going into winter for your hunts. I'm sure it's amazing. Uh, but if you could single out a couple of destinations and share with us those hunts, what you're going to be pursuing, what are you looking forward to most, Mr. Bike? Moose in Alaska. Really? Uh, it's hard to beat those Alaska Yukon moose. And uh, I've got one in September we're going after. So that's probably number one on the list. Uh, and then, you know, we'll come back and we'll do some elk and we'll do some other things. But, you know, when it gets time to go hunt those Midwest whitetails, uh, you know, getting on the Grigsby farm with the bow, that's mm. pretty hard to beat. Yeah. Well, you know, there's no ground shrinkage when it comes to moose. And they always die in a really bad spot. Yeah. <laughs> and it's wet. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of dying in a really bad spot, I'm just going to say you pronghorn hunting with a crossbow. Don't do it near a pond, man. <laughs> yeah, you saw that. Huh? <laughs> yes, I did. You had to go out in the middle of the pond. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you know, normally that time of year is pretty warm, but that morning it wasn't. We had frost. It was crazy. Yeah, that wasn't the smartest thing I've ever done. Well, you know, the thing is, I, I took a nice moose uh, above Fort Yukon, Alaska, about 210 miles up the Porcupine River. And uh, when I shot it, it actually pawed itself down into a lake. It was in three and a half feet of water and it took me seven and a half hours to skin that thing out. Wow, what a job. I have I have I have experienced that and it is a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, and and you're cold. And I remember stripping off a, a muscle off from the neck and handing it to the guy that was with me and said, "Go cook that. I'm hungry." You know, and that's probably the freshest meat I've ever eaten. Yes, sir. Yeah, no, we've we've definitely done that. My dad killed one on a float trip a couple of years. But it's been a while now. Anyway, he died right in the middle of the river. Oh. And, you know, when when he was done, you know, he was his. Upper side was about a foot under the water. And oh. so you got to you, know, you got to take every piece of edible meat out, and we I had to skin that entire moose underwater. We had no way to move it. It was in like a soft, mucky spot. We couldn't get it up out of the water. So I did that entire moose underwater. I don't know how long it took. It was a lot longer than it than I would have wanted it to, though. <laughs> yeah, you think when you're moose hunting, you shouldn't have to take a snorkel, but you never know. <laughs> well, after that hunt, I vowed that here's the deal with moose hunting. No matter how big that bull is, if you are rifle hunting especially, you do not shoot the moose until he is in the right spot. That means you get him out. And if he's not in the right spot, you just have to be patient enough to let him walk off yeah. because you can kill yourself trying to get him out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're like seven foot at the withers. Holy cow. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, it's just amazing how big they are. You know, when you go whitetail hunting, yeah, they're a certain size if they're like 120, 150 pounds even. But not a thousand pound moose. Yeah, that's just one quarter. <laughs> yeah. Now, when it comes to sheep hunting, have you taken all four species of sheep? I have, yes, sir. Yeah. Wow. And and so, when did you complete that? Uh, four years ago, I think. Now, three or four years ago, uh, the last one I got was the Rocky Mountain Bighorn. I was able to do that in Colorado. Pretty pretty neat deal. Uh, I screwed up a long, long time ago. Went on that first sheep hunt in Alaska and got hooked 
and got sheep fever bad, and, I, and then I just ha- I had to finish it. Yeah, um, I've been on a number of hunts, even some that I wasn't hunting, uh, just because if I get the opportunity to go do sheep, I really like it. We're, I'm actually going on a hunt in British Columbia this year that we're mountain goat hunting, but it is the same place I shot my stone sheep. Oh, really? Um, and so being up there hunting mountain goats, we're going to be around sheep, which is really cool. Uh, it's almost like we're on a kind of on a sheep hunt doing this too. Yeah, those guys, man, they are crazy. Holy smokes. And they are tough critters for sure. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the mountain goat is, is probably the hardest hunt I've done personally because every time I look up at the mountain at the worst place that nothing should live, that's where the mountain goat is. <laughs> you know? All right. So, again, Not even in Texas. hanging out with Mike Stroff. He is the host of Savage Outdoors that is Sportsman Channel Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Also, you have to watch The One that is Thursdays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Now, we got to get to a break. So sad. Mr. Mike, to learn more about you, everything you have, SOE Hunts, the Beverage Barn, Savage Outdoors, The One. Where can we find you online, buddy? Uh, our website is probably the easiest thing, uh, savageoutdoors.tv. You bet. Hey, that was Mike Stroff. Coming up next is Cat Daddy, the Kansas Cat Man. That's right. And this has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online. Check them out. Yamahamotorsports.com. Mr. Mike, you're a legend. God bless you. We love you, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. www.gimandtrav.com Online. Everything outdoors is a click away. Online. Show archives, blogs, expert advice. Online. Gimandtrav.com and, and, and don't forget to drop us some feedback. Stay tuned. The Revolution with Jim and Trav. We'll be back after these important messages. The hunters are ready. The game is moving. Action is guaranteed. It's the next generation of European-style driven hunts. Pursue species like fallow deer and wild boar with world-class marksmen on some of Sweden and Germany's most sacred hunting grounds. That is action to the finest. What a drive. Driven Hunts 2, presented by Aimpoint, Saturdays at 5.30 p.m. on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Travis back. Now here's our very own captain of the SS Tuna Tub, Cat Daddy. I'll never go fishing again. This is in my friend. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. Here are the boys. Hey, we are back. We're talking fall quests on this week's show. Before the break, Mike Stroth from Savage Outdoors. What a great guy he is. Mm-hmm. And headed to somewhere north. He's the only one that takes Cat Daddy bear hunting. <laughs> uh, Cat Daddy's just now joining us. He is the Kansas Cat Man. Someone's been out messing with his limb lines and log lines. We're going to get to the bottom of it. Cat Daddy, how's it going, buddy? Oh, going good. Hey, does a bear have fins on him or what? Yeah, just a few whiskers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you know, you know the old thing, uh, does a bear really boop in the woods? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he beeped himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, they do. <laughs> well, I just don't ever want to be bear scat. Uh, so. But Timothy, uh, what's his name? Timothy Treadwell, Did, yes. He said it would be great if he was. He said it would be an honor. And, well, I don't think it was. Um, So, anyways, back to the catfish. Cat Daddy, last week, the water had dropped on the river, really screwed up your plans. Uh, Things went south quick. Is it better this week or not? Well, they're still swinging in the wind. 
Oh, I ain't got none of them back. No way, really. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to just wait on a good rain. Hope them four wheelers ain't went out there and snatched them up. You know, people rolling down the river on on the sandbars. But oh. you, you know, we've uh, we we've had that happen before, but not not as many lines are set out, boy. It, it's gonna be a booger getting them back. But all that set aside, you know, the 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 wind's been really blowing good up here. You know, and we've got probably as far as the uh, radar says, we got some windy days coming in, so it ought to be a good time for drift fishing. Yeah, now, you know, we we talk uh, in really with the show all over the country, and uh, we've got a lot of north stations. Now, the tactic that you're talking about, whether limbline, logline, and so forth, uh, or even the old bean hole, is it legal to do those things in various other states, and is it productive, or could it be productive for them? Well, it, it's productive, no doubt, but uh, some 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 states it's illegal. So uh, you need to check with your fishing game people for sure before you go out setting any log line, limb lines, bank poles, or you know any, anything of that nature, float lines, because they got uh, severe fines for uh, breaking the law for doing that. But mo- most generally, you know, uh, the states are pretty lenient. You know, the state is, but uh, the game wardens when they're out there, uh, they're going to get you. Yeah. Now, if you do a, a jug line, okay. Uh, do you have to anchor the jug line, or do you just throw it in the lake and let it float somewhere? Now, this is a tricky, dicky situation here. Uh-oh. If you got a float out there and you got it tied to the bottom, you know, with a weight, you know, but, but it's not totally secured, you're all right. Oh. But if you got to let them float, let the current take them down, which is a natural thing for the river, you have to keep them in sight of your eye, you know, eyes, eyesight at all times. Oh, really? So, yeah, so it's a good time to get your cold Pepsi, kick back, mm-hmm. <laughs> put your old motor on slow-mo, and just watch them old lines out there floating down the river. You get to see them bobbing and wobbing along or disappearing, mm-hmm. go get them, boy. You got something on there. Well, and like the river right now, you could just walk on the sandbar, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you could jog at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Oh, my the goodness. only thing you can do on the river now is fly a kite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, Cat Daddy, if we want to book a trip with you and, and experience a little tumultuous fishing, <laughs> where, where can we find you online, buddy? www.catdaddyguideservices.com. Yeah, it sounds like in biblical proportions. <laughs> That's right. Hey, uh, if you'd like to send Cat Daddy a picture of your latest and greatest, send it to catdaddy underscore one at msn.com. That is what you got to do. And as always, this is brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. That is all Cat Daddy ever uses on any of his baits. The catfish really love it. Plus, he cooks it with them. Uh, cooks yeah, it with it? He cooks. I don't know. He just does stuff with High Mountain Seasonings. That's H-I-M-T-N Jerky. What did I say? I'm not sure. I don't know what the hell I said. H-I-M-T-N Jerky.com. Cat Daddy, we love you. Thanks so much, buddy. High Mountain Seasoning, brother. Damn good. But here I am on a muddy creek bank with a fishing pole in my hand. Cold as a frog and hungry as a bear and my feet buried in the sand. Stay right there. The Revolution with Jim and Trav will return right after these messages. Reimagine every adventure, every terrain, every incredible memory. The Yamaha Wolverine family of side-by-side vehicles help you reimagine off-road capability, comfort, and confidence. 
Available right now at your local Yamaha dealer. With the Wolverine R-Max 21000 and R-Max 41000, recreation meets sport and maximum power meets maximum comfort and versatility. And with the Wolverine X2 and X4850, extreme terrain meets its match. Find your Yamaha Wolverine at your local Yamaha dealer or at YamahaMotorsports.com. That's YamahaMotorsports.com. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specification subject to change. I'm Al Simon, 91 years young. I created Balance 7 20 years ago. At 67, I went to see the doctor for the first time in my life and found that I had medical problems. He told me that was normal for my age. I don't believe God intended us to be sick and old. I decided to find something to bring my health back. For 10 years, I studied pH and how important it is to the human system. Balance 7 gave me back what I lost by getting older. I no longer get out of bed with a joint discomfort. Balance 7 can do for you what it has done for me and many others. In three days' time, you'll feel more energy, less joint discomfort, and clarity of thinking. No doctor or hospital can do what Balance 7 can do for you. Balance 7 is the key to unlocking the healthy immune system. Bring your body back to balance. Order now. Receive free shipping with the code word AL. Go to balance7.com. That's balance7.com. Order now and get your free shipping and a free gift with your order. Go to balance7.com. Use the code word L. Great show, everyone. We just gotta get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week as we talked about Fall Quest. Yeah, we had a Dean Capuano with Swarovski Optic Quest plus Mike Stroff. Yeah, he's with uh, Savage Outdoors. And finally, last but not least, old Cat Daddy. Now, this coming weekend is... Labor Day weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't get too drunk. I'm just going to be honest, people. That's what everyone seems to do. It's the last big weekend of the uh, summer. Yeah, so don't have too many big regrets. (laughs) I don't know. That's a good way of thinking about it. No, uh, stay safe this weekend. Get outdoors. Take your kiddos with you. And what should they do? Hammer home firearm safety. That's what you should do. Talk about it every single day. Make it fun, though. Uh, We will return next week, boys and girls. Peace out. God bless it. We love them, Jimbo, don't we? Yes, we do. All right. USA rules. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.